I was constantly going like, ah, just because of the people around us. Dude. I'm thinking like, these are grown men that paid over a hundred dollars for these tickets. We had crazy good yeah, tickets. We got we got lucky that we had. We were in, so Wells Fargo. So close. We were the first row above floor level, um, not on the TV side. So like looking at the face of the ring. Within earshot of the commenters. So if they were loud enough, you could hear Or the commentators, yeah. And in front of us is a production crew where there's a computer monitor with the TV feed. So so I would look down, I'd be like, oh, we're in break. And I'd pull out my phone for three minutes while somebody's on the ground like this. Like in the middle selling of their Because their... I know we're in a commercial. <laughs> it was even funnier when... Uh... The one that I laughed the hardest I just was... Think it's amazing how they When they were setting together. up that storyline. Spoilers for people that haven't... You know, this is pre-recorded, so mm, mm-hmm. careful here. But when Asuka came out, and you looked at me and goes, who's that? Really loud? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I was like, who? And you start laughing really hard. Because people are looking at us like, who are these freaks? <laughs> I I think I pissed off the guy behind me once and the guy to my left once. Um, But I'm just thinking, y'all didn't come with kids. like <laughs> The mic's over here, Paul. And yeah, I know I'm trying to not be too mean into the mic, but like <laughs> we, we've been there for 40 minutes. We've had some big entrances where people freak out. And so somebody comes out one of the main female fires that everybody knows and the people around us. Ah, and I go, who is that? <laughs> really loud. And then people kind of stared at him. Courtney was glad that you got there because when we moved one seat down, I got the loud dude behind me, like with his knee, like constantly into my chair. Oh, that sucks. It was okay though. So anyway, uh, I mean, that was our experience with Monday Night Raw. He's an Oscar fan, so I spilled my beer and then Paul's. He sits down and like in the process of sitting down, spills his beer. My zipper got caught on my coat. Eleven dollar beers. It was my zipper got caught my coat, and I didn't. I thought the guy next to me was using the cup holder. No, that was Paul's cup holder. So there was an empty beer, and I could have just put it in there, but I spilled. And he tells me after I spill my beer. So I'm trying to take my coat, zipper gets stuck, and I'm wiggling out of my coat. And as I'm doing, I knock my beer over. I, I lost ten dollars. I want to go to the well on a Wednesday. But your fiance bought me a beer, so I owe her a beer. Mm-hmm. I want to go on Wednesday cuz they have White Claw Wednesdays. It's buy one get one. Stop. For Can the, we talk about sports now? For the Wolves games. I've been putting it off, but I mean, we could talk Seahawks mi- basketball. The minute you brought in White Claw, I was like, I have to move on. I can't talk to this <laughs> man. Brandon's here. Brandon's just kind of sitting back and watching us geek out about wrestling. How you doing? Doing good. Stretching, getting into it. Working All right, well, I guess we'll get into it then, unfortunately. <laughs> well, welcome to the Loud Sports. I was say, it doesn't bother me. <laughs> yeah. Welcome to the Loud Sports Podcast for Thursday, December 19th? 19th? Yeah, I'll be 19th. I'm Paul Rubidoux here with Jake Williams. Hey. And Brandon Plecker. Hey, guys. First thing, one big in-state thing. We had the Cyhawk basketball game that we have to go over since we last met. And a great showing by Fran McCaffrey's squad. I wasn't able to watch the first half, but turned on the TV and ugh, didn't look good. It, it did on the other side, though. Brandon, what did you see from the Cyhawk game? Uh, I didn't really get to watch it either. I was at work till. Eight eight o'clock as well, so I missed most of the game. But 
I mean, Luca Garza did what Luca Garza's been doing all year. It seemed like 30 and 10. I mean, not much more you can ask out of that guy. Nobody seems to be able to guard him. Nobody. Yeah, he did a great job. He did exactly what happened to Iowa State uh, in, in their loss to Ohio State in the March Madness tournament earlier this year where you get a guy that knows how to it's it's I'm I'm not saying it's fouling but he knows how to swing his elbow to keep you on his backside when he pivots in the post like Luka does an incredible job of that and that's worth a few buckets a game I think what made the game so exciting before it started was we had incredible um Twitter beefs going on from George Niang to uh Jordan Bohannon everywhere in between it seems that this might have been the most engaging Cyhawk basketball game in the past few years. Yeah, definitely a lot of a lot of talk going back and forth between players more than just fans even. So that right. was made it more interesting. And the last word goes to Jordan Bohannon leaving his shoes on the Iowa State court saying, "Thanks for the memes." That's 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 nice, but it is nicer that he's auctioning his shoes off. Um I can't remember which foundation. Children's Hospital. To the Children's Hospital. I believe so. See, if it's me, I wouldn't want to donate or have my charity be the Iowa Children's Hospital right now because you're kind of in the shadow of Carson King. I mean, there's probably like, you know, a homeless people in Iowa City Foundation or something that he could do where he could have the biggest donation of the year. Otherwise, I mean, it's just a a drop in the water compared to what Carson King did this year, right? I think he's got about... 20, I want to say 20,000, I think is what his number was up to last I saw. Well, it's for a good cause. That's so, good. But yeah. Iowa looks like a for real contender in the in the Big Ten. Um, Sparty's not starting out the best, but Ohio State was, still is, I think, undefeated. They got beat I did. Three this week sometime. Mm-hmm. Um, but Nebraska got beat, by, beat pretty bad by Creighton. Like every game. Yeah. Oh, in the battle of former <laughs> Iowa State coaches. <coughs> Yeah, McDermott over Hoiberg. Yeah, yeah. And that's all we need from Nebraska basketball. Yep. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Today, actually, we're recording this on Wednesday night. It's early National Signing Day. Next week, we're going to have some recruits from our schools, a little more college football talk in this lull before the Bulls. But that'll be exciting going over some people coming to Iowa City, Ames, and Lincoln. Right, Jake? Uh, yeah, it's. Uh, I saw a couple of signings from Nebraska on Twitter. Got a couple of, I think, four-star receivers that they somehow... I know that one of the recruits they swayed... Or no, two of the recruits they swayed from Miami. So, it's exciting. Is that the Frost connection that he got there? Yeah, some, I th- something out of Florida. Florida, yeah. Mm-hmm. He's, he's got to have a pipeline there. Well, I mean, if you don't have a pipeline to Florida as a college football coach... You need different assistants. Well, yeah, especially after coaching there and being successful there. Right. <laughs> but, yeah, I'm actually excited about the recruiting. I think Frost has done a good job. They just need to execute it on the field. But I think he's got good recruits. Well, we'll have the recruits for you next week. Moving from college basketball to pro basketball, it's the NBA off-court moment of the week. And we have two. But the first one is... I put <laughs> I put the wrong name on there. Donald um, 
David Stern. David Stern, and I put Donald Sterling. <laughs> I was really confused by the rundown for a minute. Yeah, yeah, why we would care about that. Yeah. <laughs> but David Stern had an emergency brain surgery this week um, after getting not a good diagnosis, apparently, um, which he's he came out well, but fading health is kind of the word around and so that was the uh, the biggest thing that I got an alert for, and it made me think: When David Stern dies, will Michael Jordan attend his funeral? <laughs> the biggest player from his time as commissioner. I think that this, and here's a three for three for you: neither <laughs> one would be as successful as they were without the other. The NBA would not have become global without Jordan, but Jordan couldn't have reached his height without the top-down leadership from the NBA. But did Stern, did Stern kick him out for two years for gambling? We don't know. So I feel like it, it was gambling. And I, that's, that's a conspiracy theory in you. But yes. will Michael Jordan be at David Stern's funeral? This, was, this will be a poll question. Brandon, what do you think? I mean, I don't really know the story, so I don't, <laughs> I don't know why he wouldn't go. Yeah, I don't know. Or why would, would I don't know why he would or wouldn't go. Other than the gambling, like the only thing that I could see would be the gambling thing, but that was alleged, rumored, not even not even allegedly, rumored. So I don't see why he wouldn't go. This they just seem to have not. The would Tom Brady go to Roger Goodell's funeral? Well, Michael Jordan was wearing Nike shoes and was told by the NBA, you can't wear the non-team shoes. You will be fined every night. And he fought Stern on that. And Nike said, hey, we'll pay your fine every night. It's incredible publicity. It worked out for both, but... See, this is stuff I, I didn't know about. Did you know about this, Brandon? Yeah. I think I'd heard about heard about the shoes before. But yeah, but I did not know that at all. I'd always assumed that you could wear whatever you want, like shoe-wise. Mm-hmm. Oh, no. No, there was but a... I didn't you know had to have the team shoes or team colors. I'm just glad they stopped wearing those shorts. Those well, was that about the same time as the, as the bad boys? Wouldn't they be about the same time yeah. when they were doing the black socks and no one else was... Mm-hmm. The long black socks, no one else was doing them, and mm-hmm. they were getting a lot of... You know, for that. tangent here, but we're, we're on <laughs> basketball talk. I heard this, and it really stuck out to me as, as more of a, a, fashions, a fashion statement than a sports statement. Dan Patrick said once on his radio show that when he was growing up and you were on the playground playing pickup and you were wearing black socks, oh, he wanted to guard you. <laughs> Probably came right out of church or your private school, didn't you? And so he wanted to guard the guy with black socks. And these days, you want to guard the guy with the white socks. Isn't that <laughs> it? It's kind of flipped. You needed the white tube socks back then. Those were your ball and socks. And it is show up show up with half to your knee white <laughs> socks to hoop. Shorts Please. Up, shorts up to your thighs. That's coming back. Watch Tyrese Halliburton. The shorts he, up to the thighs? He pulls those things up to where it looks uncomfortable. Does he look like a wrestler, like it's underwear? No, <laughs> his roll, his you can, his roll of his shorts is so thick. It's crazy yeah. how much he rolls them. I think we're going back to a shorter shorts era of basketball. <laughs> what a weird way to end this segment. The <laughs> other off-court moment of the week. I had a second one here. The NBA announced there will be a G League team in Mexico City. Yay. Unaffiliated with any NBA team. Now, reading between the lines, what do you guys guess that means? Like they're going to try and make them into a, a legitimate team? Is that what you're... Like there is very serious expansion to 
the NBA in so the near future. So you're thinking they add them to the league as well? Well, the D League started with eight teams that each had three NBA teams, and the goal was to become a farm system where every NBA team had their own D League team, and we got to that point, and now they're starting to have a few more. And I get that you know you might want more G League teams and NBA teams just for a talent pool standpoint, but I think that this means we might have maybe to Mexico City or maybe somewhere in the south like Another Texas team, say Austin. You're going to have four teams in Texas? Well, it like could work for divisional. I mean, if I you have those four and then I feel like Oklahoma City it. moves. They keep them in Mexico City and just have a team there. I just – maybe it's just me. I have never seen an American sports franchise as a viable option in Mexico City from a player's, like, free agency standpoint, a safety standpoint – uh, visiting fans standpoint, I see England is a better football option. I see Vancouver is a better basketball option or places in the country. Well, I, could, I could see Vancouver. I just think I think Mexico City is a good one time a year to keep the Hispanics interests uh, in the game. But yeah. the G League team, I think it's kind of an experiment to see how they do and see if they can get, like, a soccer fan base following. And I think it really depends on how the fans show up to these. If they show up with laser pointers, like they do to the Monday night NFL games in Mexico City, probably not going to get an NBA team in Mexico City. <laughs> yeah, I, I could see Vancouver being an option. In the but, I mean, place that you, that you named. let me just think of the average. We're going to be biased if I say Des Moines. So, let's say... Let's say... Kansas City. Sioux Falls or Mexico City for the two there's two G League teams where you could make a roster spot right now. It's Sioux Falls and Mexico City. They have a spot open, they've both contacted you. Which one are you gonna choose? Well it depends on what your yeah goals are. There are factors yeah, there are factors, but I think like from from just a free agency standpoint, I would take a lot of places before Mexico City. Yeah, but not in the D-League. The D-League is different. It's Correct. Not, you don't get free agents in I the G-League. Saying, Correct. I thought you were saying Well, the, the lower, lower level guys, not the guys that start with the NBA contract, but if you you can sign to a G-League team, um, but then you but, can but be pulled that, down at, and up. At and, that level, at the G-League level, I don't think anyone would care where yeah. you're at. Right. Like, there's Naz Reed on the Iowa team who – you know, is told to be there right now and has no other option. But there's Boo Boo Paulo on Sioux Falls, who was an Iowa State player, has no chance of making the NBA, and he just signs a local G League team and wherever he can each year. So those guys, I don't see them ever really going to Mexico City. So if you don't have an NBA affiliate, how do you fill out that team? That's a great question. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know how to answer that, but I I, don't I agree know. with you. I don't think Mexico City is a great option for for a, a top tier professional sports franchise. A G League could in work a, in a, for America at least, mm. right? Soccer I mean, soccer makes more sense. Soccer, but I mean, why would we put an MLS team yeah. there? Because they have a national soccer league exactly. that's actually MLS really fun to yeah. watch. Yeah, it's actually really have, good. <laughs> if you if you ever at one a.m. catch a West Coast Mexican League soccer game, it's it's wild because you forget it's a four hour difference and they're six to eight hours south of you, 
and this they're having a ball out there. It's 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 like it's like Pac-12 after dark. <laughs> yeah, that's what I can. It think. is the off-season Pac-12 after dark. Well, from the NBA to the NFL, we had a a chock full week last week, starting with Thursday night. Records being broken at the end of the week and the beginning of the week, starting with Lamar Jackson breaking Michael Vick's single-season rushing record with two games to go. But I can't compare him to Michael Vick or say he's better than Michael Vick. Michael Vick doesn't want you to compare him <laughs> to Michael Vick. No, I don't think he's Vick, like, I don't I want to say levels because I don't it, it'll if he can be as durable as Mike Vick would was and that's what we talked about a few weeks ago but it's still it's remarkable I I didn't really expect this from Lamar Jackson coming in I thought he was very athletic it's just I didn't expect the Ravens to re-engineer their offense behind him that they really stuck with him and believed in him and it's really benefited him it's it's crazy how productive on offense the Ravens are especially with Mark Ingram in, in there. And they have, what, like Big 13? Trust. Didn't they have, like, 13 players going to the Pro Bowl? I think it's, like, 12, 12 or 13. 12, I think. They had which the is most. ridiculous. Which is ridiculous. So, congratulations, because I feel like they're going to win the, <laughs> the AFC. To your point on Lamar. They the North. Yeah, to your point on Lamar and Michael Vick, some of our younger listeners probably don't remember him on the Falcons. But Michael Vick, it always seemed like on a pass play, he was one read and go. And it always had kind of a smear the guy with the ball (laughs) quality to when you're watching Michael Vick. Like, you're not going to – if Michael Vick is on SportsCenter Top 10, it's not for a passing play. You know, that was never the feel. And I feel with Lamar, every play he does is what Harbaugh – said this is this play it's an rpo and you see him make a correct read you, it you know th- i see lamar running an offense uh better than vic who is just an incredible talent at keeping people away from him yeah i think i i, I think that they're different players i think that they different eras. i think that they are different in terms of what like lamar jackson he's breaking this record with two games ago because he gets called to run the ball 20 times a game. Like, he's a running back. He just plays the offense. Yeah, like, Michael Vick doesn't get 20 run call. never got 20 run calls. He might have run the ball 20 times in a couple games. But he wasn't wasn't literally getting (laughs) a call to run the ball 20 times like Lamar Jackson seems to be getting on a, you know, especially in big games. Like, I feel like Lamar Jackson will get the ball. Like, he's their best player on offense. He's their best weapon with the ball in his hand running running the ball. Absolutely. What is more dangerous in the NFL right now? Uh, a, a single blocked Aaron Donald, a single coverage Stephon Gilmore, or Lamar Jackson running laterally in the backfield? Which of those three things is the most dangerous? Aaron Donald. <laughs> yeah, come on. It's Game record. One Aaron on Donald one, will yeah. destroy one on anybody. One, end your career. He will end your career. <laughs> and then get your quarterback. Yeah, in, exactly. in 2.6. <laughs> Well, you will lose your job because the coach will see that in film and be like, "What were you thinking?" I think prohibitive M- prohibitive MVP is is easy to say at this point, and ah. I'm excited to see st- which of these recent young hyped MVPs has more sustained success over the next five years with Jackson or Mahomes. I don't think we should crown Jackson 
yet. I right. want to crown him. I'll crown him. I think him it's this. already been crowned, whether you want him or not. Like, it's I like mean, Joe I, Burrow I, I, thing. I, you knew he was going to win the Heisman. Uh, uh, <laughs> <laughs> I'm saying... Mark Ingram Russell, would like to talk to you. He's outside the bank. Okay? Russell Wilson has had to do so much more with so much less, though. I mean, Lamar has all these pro bowlers on his team. Most of them are, not, are on offense that he's had to work with. And the only other pro bowler on the Seahawks is their linebacker. Wagner, I can't think of his first name. But I just think that is more impressive to me than what Lamar's done because Lamar has had all these weapons where Russell hasn't. And I feel that way with Carson Wentz sometimes <laughs> watching how bad the Eagles are. Get he, out. He Get can't out. help it if he's putting them right on him and they drop it. I'm sorry. I will defend Carson Wentz because I think he's a good quarterback. For what you're saying with Russell Wilson, I think that he is having a phenomenal year, but he's suffering – from being in the NFC, he's suffering <laughs> from continuity. He's t- he's he's been sustained at this level for too he's long. He's always overlooked. Yeah, we expect yeah. we expect yeah. Russ to bootleg out, find somebody in the end zone. Which how how could he be overlooked if he's already won a Super Bowl? Which and should have won two if his Russell coach Wilson, wasn't an idiot. <laughs> this is the first time I can even think of where Russell Wilson has actually been a legitimate. Legitimately in the MVP conversation, top two all year like, in the race. So Russell Wilson, three, Russell yeah. Wilson is barely ever talked about in terms of MVP races, which is crazy. And he to puts me. up the same numbers every year. Well, the West like, Coast this isn't is, the first time he's done this. Well, that's what I'm saying. It's like this is what I'm talking about. It's like, why does he keep getting overlooked? He's already won a Super Bowl. He's had consistent. He hasn't had a losing season his whole career. Like he's and I and I think it's just because there's Lamar some West Coast bias. We we don't watch the games. And, well, and I think. Lamar is the better story. The oh, whole, it's always a story. Yeah, and that's what they're going to chase is Lamar. And I don't. It's not that I don't think Lamar Jackson doesn't deserve it. I just think there should be a little bit more contention with who should be the MVP. I don't think Wilson can get it with Pete Carroll as coach because they <laughs> Leave have it alone. No, they have gotta... too many tight, close games that it lose two instead of win those two, and he's out of playoff or MVP contention. So I don't think that. With how they play the game, Russell Wilson can be MVP unless he has a year like this without the the cool new th- shiny toy like Lamar or Mahomes last year. Because last year, Drew Brees was playing it in out of this world level. He is this year as well. And he is this yeah. year too. Just without the, you know, he just missed six games. So that's why I think the MVP, yeah, is very much like the Heisman Trophy where they're trying to get that's what the NBA does too. The young, well, these guys are consistently going to be putting up these numbers. There's nothing, you know, out of the ordinary makes them MVP worthy. I don't know. I I think, I think Lamar's going to win, but I think in my mind, Russell Wilson should win. Well, we'll revisit that again in a few weeks. Other games of note. Um, I guess the Bengals should have had film on the Patriots. Nobody told them not to throw to Stephon Gilmore. Yeah. <laughs> Yikes. I, can't, I still can't believe that they got caught. Yeah. Twice. Two picks. Why are you throwing to the guy who's the top probably corner more, in the league? Two, two passes is probably more than he's seen in the last five weeks combined right. thrown his way. I, I love, oh, I love the, the receiver that he was spending most of his time on. <laughs> he he said, like, they were actually, real, you know, like, he had good numbers and highlights, but we were actually very evenly matched throughout the day. Like, it was a good fight, and I think we both came away, like, thinking that 
with respect for each other. Like some something like saying like you know I fought him as good as anybody, and it, his stats were, um, like seven targets, two catches, two interceptions. <laughs> And he had as he had as many catches as Gilmore did guarding him. Jeez. Unbelievable. I mean, Gilmore, Amari Cooper in Dallas had no catches against Gilmore. Yeah. I think Dak only threw it to Cooper one time. Right. Like locked him up. Yeah. Yeah. One of the you know, one of the top five receivers this year in the league. Like Mark Cooper's been tearing it up all year long. Mm-hmm. And future Hall of Famer in our next game, Jameis Winston, <laughs> setting the Buccaneers passing Touchdowns record with thirty for this year. How many ga- how many games in a row has he started out with an interception? Oh, it's probably it's three, or three. Four. It's three, it's three or four. Three. Yeah, it is. It's for first sure. First pass is always an interception. It's a beautiful thing. I, they should just take. They should just take the kick and then just give them the give ball. them the ball. Yeah. They don't even take the snap and just give them the interception. I believe Bruce Arians is one of the like remaining holdouts of the old school coaches that comes in with a scripted twenty. Can we can we script the pick in like in the third one? Just can play we play number one? Can we, can we do, don't throw it on the first? Can we down. do a run, <laughs> a, run, a short yeah. play action, and then hit a slant where we're just gonna kind of hope that that's the Paul, pick? Paul, sometimes it's not even that many plays. It's literally one play he'll throw in exactly. So quit throwing the ball on first he down. <laughs> literally started his career throwing a pick six. So this is nothing new, and this is what's the most frustrating thing about. Jameis is back-to-back weeks. He puts over 450, has eight touchdowns, but he also has four picks. It's like... Uh, Hall of Fame. Hall of Fame. Brett Favre level numbers. He, he does not... I don't think he has... Thir- I don't think he's 30 and 30 right now, but it's 30 and 20-something. Like, he's still... I don't think he'll get 30 and 30, and it is unfortunate. Come on, he's he threw five in one game. He's Believe got, he's, he's got a something. chance. <laughs> but that's what's so crazy about this team is they keep winning. It's so weird. Is if only this would have worked a few weeks earlier, then it'd be a different story. But it's like it's crazy to see them stack all these wins, and it's like, well, where were these wins when you needed them the most in October and November? You know. But that's just the way it works. Um, I, I think they're a much better team than they were, and I think they really believe in themselves, but moral victories only get so far. I still think they'll go 8-8, eight and eight, which is what I predicted at the beginning of the year. Bad spot for the draft. you know. 8-8 eight and eight is not a great you record. You lose yeah. early, you win moral victories like this late, and it hurts your, your yeah. draft position. Well, especially now that like last week, even with their win, they were eliminated because – the Vikings won. Like, yeah, they had the a NFC chance. The NFC is so top-heavy this year. If they were in the NFC East, they'd be, like, tied in a three... They'd be in a three-way tie for first place. But because they play in a division with the Saints, it's a lot harder for them to get in. I've I've grown to convince myself this year that Jameis is going to be a starter again next year. I'm not convinced it's Tampa, but... He just, you know, he keeps the ball in the air. His I first, I just don't know. He's had such great numbers this year. His first drive was six for seven with an interception. Ball didn't touch the ground, you know. <laughs> like he's putting it where it needs to go. <laughs> and you have, and I'm just happy to see uh, Mike Evans step up and Chris Godwin step up in a big way. So big win over the Lions. Maybe next year. I'll say that for the rest of my life. Maybe next year. <laughs> That's the life of a Bucks fan. Yep. And a Husker fan at this point. From the Lions loss, we have a little go pack go here. Ugh. 
Man, see, here's what I want to say, and I might get I might get hit with this, Brandon, but <laughs> you don't want that smoke. That was that was a McCarthy play calling second half. That is not an all gas no break play calling second half where you're up 21 21-7 and you let them come back into it to the point where they're a blind lateral away from tying the game up at the end. I mean, we have no we don't have any weapons. How are we supposed to move the ball? What about Devontae Adams? We have Adams. one guy. That, that's him? Yeah. <laughs> well, Aaron Jones and Devontae Adams are the only guys that I can trust to make a play. Mm-hmm. At, you know, make five to ten plays a game. Right. Geronimo Allison, ball hits him in the hands, he goes to the ground. He can't catch the ball. I mean, they're trying to use him in the slot. We need we need another guy. I like Alan Lazard. I think he's been playing pretty well. But he's a, he's... It's almost a his, mere, he's almost a mirror image of Devontae Adams. It's not his skill set. Yeah, he's not a deep threat, to be in the and slot. he's not a slot guy. So, man, and with how Cobb has played this year, it really would be nice to have that third option little slot guy coming across a safety valve. We need we either need a deep threat or a slot or a you know a Julian Edelman type player, and we have neither. You know that's the difference between our fandoms. With this record that the Packers have. I would kill to have that. Eleven and three. I can't believe you guys are complaining this much about an eleven and three. Sitting team. pretty in the two seed. Sorry, looking ahead, dude. Thinking about playoffs, shootouts with the Saints. Oh, how you're gonna get eliminated right away? Gonna be a shootout with the Saints. The divisional or the Cowboys? I'm kidding. Dude. I, I I think they'll be fine. I think you guys are overreacting. I think it's a rivalry game. It's the Bears. Yeah, the Bears came in so cocky this year. They can't do anything. They held the Packers to the lowest total yards in the combined two games in like 50 years or something, and they lose both. Because <laughs> wasn't it? So it was like it was 21 to 6 at halftime or something like that, wasn't it? It was 21 6 or 21 7? At halftime, it was 7 to 3. Oh really? The Packers scored their oh, first two drives. Oh, it was. It was seven to three half. at half because that was also the halftime score of the first game, which ended ten three. Super exciting. Yeah, go pack, go! All gas, no break. <laughs> Are you ready to move on? Well, when the first, like the first, that. I mean, first play of the game, right through Valdez Cantley's hand for what should have been a touchdown oh, to start the game. Yeah, you know, I was angry for about forty seconds, but then Rogers tries to catch him on fourth down. Tells LaFleur, sit down, bro. I saw it. I got him. I got him. And then lofts it for the touchdown on a fourth and four. For the tutty. Outstanding by the goat. (laughs) The goat with one ring. Wouldn't it be a real goat if you had six? You can't pick where you're drafted. I just I love messing with you. Case A, Matt Stafford. He really is like an idol to you guys. The cheeseheads, isn't it? Um, to to some, I I'm very realistic about how he's a total prick. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> you don't and, have to like him, and you know it it comes with being good at what you do. Of I I know that I'm usually right, and I usually do things correctly. And so you did something different. You're probably wrong. You know that that's a mindset that it's hard to disagree with with some of his level of success. But it can make him hard to deal with, which uh, Greg Jennings will be happy to tell you on any FS1 show. <laughs> I like how his career is, com- is complaining about Aaron Rodgers. So. Yeah, him and Jermichael Finley have made second careers out of that. <laughs> complaining about Rodgers. Go Pack Go. Uh. Locally, again, the Chiefs beat the Broncos second time this year. The Chiefs, 
10 plus wins for five plus years, and that's a franchise record. It shows how, just like in the early 2000s with the Eagles, Andy Reid knows how to dominate a division. Yeah. He is great with his... Um, if he could just finish, that's his problem. With it, yeah, he's he's great with his pregame strategy. He He's super smart, but then... He has three timeouts with four minutes to go, and he says, well, that's one too many. <laughs> and he just can't close a game. He says, wait, I'm, I thought we are only supposed to have two at this point. Hold on, water break. You guys need some water? Timeout. It's unbelievable. This play sheet's actually a menu. What do you guys want? So the Chiefs are playing great right now. Uh, these past few weeks, they have stepped up their game. We'll see how they do uh, going big, into the they're playoffs. They're big Bills fans this week. Big Bills fans. I'm always a fan of Big Bills. <laughs> Shut up. By Bills way, Mafia. I want to go to a playoff game man, in Buffalo. Uh, is it? Is it? What's his? What's the name of the Bills coach? It's uh, McDermott. McDermott. John McDermott. That dude deserves. He's got to be in the running for coach of the year. He's got to be a finalist. Oh yeah. What him, he's done with Buffalo is crazy. Him and Harbaugh are Tomlin, who you think in Tomlin, but then it's gonna be. Um, What's his name in San Francisco? Oh, Shanahan. Kyle Shanahan. It'll be Shanahan. Really? I mean, look at their record. Look at what they've done. I yeah, think frontrunner's Harbaugh, but... Yeah, Harbaugh's going to... It's the story. I it's, hope it's Harbaugh. That's okay. But I'm just saying the frontrunner... Or I think that Tomlin should be considered, not the frontrunner. He should be considered, though, what he's been able to do with Pittsburgh. We, we'll do that um, after week 17. We will have a NFL debate for... Honors debate. Coach of the... Yeah, we'll bring our own NFL honors to the table. Each one of us have those debates. Oh, it's Bring like them award, to the it's like season. It'd be like us doing the Oscar stuff. Oh, that's so cool. <laughs> <laughs> it's actually not a bad idea. Yeah, we could do I'll that. A Jake Williams show, I bet, needs some Oscar stuff. <laughs> but Giants and Dolphins. Giants 36-20 over Miami. Saquon Barkley has 1,000 yards in each of his first two seasons from scrimmage. And Eli goes back to 500. Sit him. <laughs> Sit him. Sit him. Yeah, he's 117, 117. Let him go. He, you talk about differences in fandoms, too, uh, with the Giants and the Raiders, where the Giants give a standing ovation to Eli. They, like, they thank him and everything. Obviously, he's done a lot for that city. Brought him two championships in that team. And so they give him a standing ovation. Meanwhile, the Raiders fans boo Derek Carr off the field in the last game in Oakland. And they tore apart that stadium. There's video of them ripping out seats and breaking things. And well, what good has Derek Carr done to them? You know, he yeah. got him to twelve and four one year. Yeah, and then well, cool, they, bro. They still lost. Did First they round. hang that banner for twelve and four? I don't know. Did I they? just love that the Vikings practice facility hangs their divisional banners. That's just a well, point they of, only have the one. A point of pride for Packers fans. <laughs> You take every chance you get to mess with them, huh? I mean, sorry, we we don't even have enough space to put our championship banners in the stadium. We'll just, just divisional championships. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's a it's a good problem to have. But yeah, sit him. Don't don't play Eli anymore. You got a standing ovation. I'm sorry, Derek Carr. That Oakland sucks. I mean, what else can you say? It was a, it was a bad stadium. They're passionate. <laughs> Yeah, they're passionate. The fact that they share a stadium with a baseball team 
Yeah, I'm, I'm ready. It never works out. I'm ready it to be done works. with that. We'll tell our kids about watching the games, and then they oh, run they across run the infield. Their second base at the 30-yard yeah. line. Texans back to their winning ways over the Titans, the hottest team in the NFL in a game that's... The Titans are the hottest team in the NFL. Yeah. Over the Ravens, who are the hottest team? They'd won their last three games, but they had 30-plus points in their last three games. Tannehill has setting records with his passing performance. Nobody's talking about the Titans. AFC playoff picture is. I don't. Here's the thing. Uh, I don't trust the Titans. They do this whole. They they'll get to a point where they they look really good in their division, and then they get into the playoffs, and they might sneak away with a wild card win like they did against Kansas City a few years ago. But I've seen this before. They play really well, get into the playoffs because of their division, and then. I don't buy it. I don't buy the Titans, so I take the Texans every time. That's why I think that they always win that division because they're at least consistent in their winning. You have anything to add, Brandon? No. No, we don't really watch the AFC South around here. <laughs> no. <laughs> well, just like dead air. I was like, we're not going to talk about another game. Or we just all stopped there. Well, I think the Texans really had to pull it together after last week, and we'll see where they go moving forward. They play the Titans again in two weeks to close out the year, which should be actually a pretty interesting game at that point. Not interesting games are held in the NFC East. That was the Eagles and the Redskins I this week. I actually thought the Redskins were going to pull it off. Well, the Eagles scored. They took the lead with 30 seconds left. I mean, they were about to lose. I was about. I was. I was just gonna laugh and be like, "That was an uh, honest to god joke pick," of like, "I'm gonna take the Redskins to beat the Eagles because they suck," and I can't believe that almost worked. <laughs> oh man, it's like one of the times I picked the Dolphins. I still think I think the Eagles will beat the Cowboys this week. So what's? The I don't think the Cowboys really. Make the playoffs. What's up? Wow. With the Cowboys? No, the ca- I I just I don't see how the Cowboys don't make the playoffs. I'm sorry. This is the thing. I. Who is this Dallas team? Who is this team? Because how can they? They're look the team this that they're good? the team that brings that brings their fan base up up really really high and gives them lots of hope and then crushes their dreams. They're the team that's <laughs> undefeated when their great quarterback throws less than twenty five passes. And uh, last week they had two one hundred yard rushers. He threw twenty three passes. That is what they need to be. I know that Amari Cooper is excellent when they have the chance to utilize him correctly, but it needs to start and end on the ground in Dallas. Yeah. It just I just don't know what to make of this team, and they're probably going to have a – even making the playoffs, I think Jason Garrett's gone no matter what. So I think there's, a, there's, there's also a good chance the Cowboys, the Cowboys win out the rest of the regular season, win their first playoff game, Go on the road and score zero points and lose by thirty. Like that. That is that is what Dallas does. It's yes, true. they it's lay true. an egg. No, if they get I I I unless it's the Seahawks, I see them winning Wild Card Weekend but just because you go into Dallas with yeah. the, they have that huge chip on their shoulder. Even if that's they play I mean, the Forty Nine. That's what that's what I mean. The though they build up. Seed, they yeah. build up. Yeah, it's either going to be the Forty Nine ers or the Seahawks. That's who they're going to play. Yeah. Yeah. I don't think the Forty Nine ers can win in Dallas. Are you kidding me? It, it because they lost to the Falcons last week? This is a stadium with standing room only tickets available. And if they make the playoffs 
And if their fans feel slighted against a team with that they had historic battles with before we were born to get to the Super Bowl year after year, I I would say I would love to see the line because I'll probably bet it, but I would take Dallas at home against San Francisco. No, no, no. That uh, the, uh, no. No. <laughs> Oh. Who, who, how how the how the Niners do this week? Hey, uh, isn't it you who said it happens? It's the NFL. Oh, week to With week. The Packers yeah. lost twenty six to eleven. So I'm gonna apply that here. Mm-hmm. Week to week. It's the NFL. It happens. It happens. <laughs> <laughs> it's only one team ever has ever done it. <laughs> I'm just I just don't buy that, man. I I think we saw what happens when Dallas plays a really good defense when they played Buffalo. On Thanksgiving, I saw that glaringly obvious. And with the Niners' pass rush against the Cowboys' offensive line, I'm taking the Niners. That being said, wh- what what's going on? Losing to the Falcons? Uh, yeah, I, this is the Niners' second loss this year in the final two seconds of the game. That in the kick in New Orleans. So their losses are not bad losses, but... When you leave the back door open like that, wink, wink, that's a betting term. And the Falcons cover the win, wink, wink, there's the other half of the term. Uh, (laughs) I think they know what that one means. It's it's rough. It's rough because I I have Niners. This is the first time I've bet on the Niners this year. And they just, they can't do it. I need you to stop. I need to stop doing anything involving the Falcons. You need to stop betting because it's making you a crazy person. I'm only two under for the year. No, but there was you literally came in to talk to me last night and said, what's the live bets, man? What's the lines? And I'm like, what are you talking about? And you're like looking for games to bet money on. Heck yeah, dude. If you got a problem. If you're Paul. bored at 8 o'clock at night and you find a good college basketball game, you know, I bet I could find like a live that, bet on second half scores. That being said that you, you have know? a gambling problem, let's skip ahead to Paul's bad <laughs> No, I'm kidding. Oh, for some more games this week, we had the Cardinals over the Browns. Man, was I right or was I right on yeah. these Browns? You're only saying that because of my tweet. I still think they have oh, they have a lot of talent. They're just immature. Paul, Paul, I think you've earned it. You can do a mic drop here about the Browns. Thank you. Here, I'll drop it for you. Brandon, what do you see Probably from? Can't even tell. What do you not see from the Browns? You're expecting to as someone who. Thought they'd be better than where they are. There's no stability. There's no. That's it, isn't it? It's it's from the coaching. Yeah, I, it's, it's no, just nothing. No leadership. I really, I really, I really do believe that it's it is all coaching. They have all the talent. They have they have just as much talent as any team in the NFL. You could argue. I mean, they have top level talent at almost at, every position. Uh, group. Both sides of the ball. Mm-hmm. They shouldn't be. They should bad. not be six and nine. No. no. There's no. There's no reason for talent like that to be six and nine just like there's no reason for the cowboys to be seven and seven like those those two teams in terms of talent are comparable and think about oh, yeah, how absolutely. much jason garrett firing talk we're hearing i'm not hearing a not, lot of and you're kitchens hearing freddie kitchens is going to stay around yeah that's the talk in cleveland i don't hear him, he's their guy i don't hear him doing anything your quarterback came out two weeks ago and trashed your medical staff i hope you had an internal conversation with him because I don't know if Freddie Kitchens can control the people because now we're getting more and more reports that they're yelling before and after games to other they'd teams. Rather, they'd rather go play in Arizona. Yeah. Well, I, hey, I like Phoenix. Phoenix is a great area. <laughs> <laughs> what's there? But what's there? You know, 
Yeah, Arizona's, Arizona's nothing special either. I well, I would yeah. say from a, from a coaching standpoint, I would much rather be in Arizona's shoes because they did kind of find the the innovative guy and not the old football head that isn't doing there. anything. Give me crap for saying that the Cardinals are in a good place because of Kingsbury. I'm not a believer in Kingsbury really, but more than Kitchens. Kyler Murray, though? Absolutely, I believe in Kyler. I think Kyler Murray is going to be very good. You just have to have linemen that he can than, see over. He's better than uh, Baker, and just just based on what I've, I've seen, I feel like he's the better quarterback, personally. And he doesn't talk and cause trouble. He just goes in, he does his job, he acts like a professional. And, and he like Baker just can't help himself. But to an awkward level, Kyler Murray's a little too quiet. He is pretty awkward in interviews. But my, my point is that that I want my quarterback to be boring. And I want my quarterback to go in and do his job and and not attack the medical staff and not be filming eight different progressive commercials right. in and, the off season. And, and you know, going on Colin Cowherd because he talked crap about you. I'm like, why would you give him the ratings? Like, why would you get you know just do your thing? You don't need to address people. Do your job that are trolling you. Exactly. Do your job. Well, Cowboys did their job, 44-21 to 21 over the Rams. Rams had looked like they were on the upswing, but this about takes them out, doesn't it? Yeah, they're two games back with two to go with Minnesota. Mm-hmm. Minnesota and has to win one, one of their next two to clinch the final spot in the NFC. And I don't know who they play in Week 17 off the Bears. top of my head. Thank you. Oh, that's a win. Minnesota has Green Bay and Chicago. I can't. uh, Who is a bigger. Monday is Viking Packers. Who is the biggest spinning dumpster fire of an organization right now in the NFL? I mean, Tom Coughlin was let go today by the Jaguars. I still think the Browns are so much worse because all that talent they have. But at least the Browns have talent and kind of understand they're in a state of confusion. Where are the Bears? Where are the Bears at? What are they doing? Paul. What are they working towards? It, the Bears haven't lost to a guy named Duck. Okay. And they have their best roster. They're playing a beaten down Pittsburgh team. That This should have been their year because Big Ben went down. and He was, looks like a Big Ben yeah, he, he on the sidelines. That being said, I don't think there's a big of an issue. I think I was a little too hot on picking on Trubinsky. I think I've lightened up on him okay. a little bit. A little bit. Because that Dallas game was pretty good. You got to give him that. He played really Dallas well. Dallas played horrible in that game. Dallas missed 20 tackles. You just can't give him anything because he's a Bears player. Dallas literally missed 20 tackles. You can't say that they I, played well by I, any means. I lightened up on Trubisky again I a, think that Matt. Bit. I think that Matt Nagy has gotten better in terms of play calling yes. and not making Mitchell Trubisky a pocket passer. Because yeah. he's not accurate enough to be a guy that stands in the pocket and throws it 30 times a game. I understand that Detroit isn't a good team. I get that. But I thought he played well on Thanksgiving, and I thought he played well against the Cowboys. So I, I think I think it's a, a little bit of that, too. I think it is Nagy with the play calling, and he's kind of realized, this is what I have at quarterback. Mitchell Trubisky is relatively fast sh- and relatively athletic. I mean, yeah. But he should have known he before be, He needs then. to be out. He needs to be, yeah. He should have known how to run an offense with Trubisky. And You're it, right. It took too long. But uh, we'll see. We'll see. 
They'll Paul, be back. Paul doesn't care. He well, we had Vikings himself. over the Chargers. With the Chargers, it's hard to win with seven giveaways, but they keep finding the easiest way to lose out there. Man. <laughs> how how is Anthony Lynn going to keep it going? Anthony Lynn's fired, I feel like. You think he's gone? I think he's gone. The thing is, Anthony Lynn between last year and this year is really not that much different. They're just and last year they're they not were, finishing the games that la- they won. Yeah, last year they won. They were seven and one in games within five points, and this year they're one and six. Yeah. Or you know, like you they're the exact that. opposite. They're they're within five points every single game. Yeah, you live just you like live. Seattle is. Like Seattle is one touchdown each game away from being three and eleven instead of eleven and three. Yeah, you kind of live and die by that. Yeah, it's hard. I mean, and the. The other team is good. <laughs> yeah. Just Especially as good when as you, you are. Kansas City in your division. It's kind of hard to win. Winning, winning, winning is tough in the NFL. That's, I, I think that's lost on people, how hard that sport week really week. is. Week to week. And, yeah. I mean, one minute you could be beating the Saints, one of the best teams in the league, and then the next you're losing to one of the worst teams in the league. <laughs> Both in the final second. <laughs> uh, well, flexed into Sunday night, Bills, Steelers. Bills over the Steelers 17-10, and Buffalo clinches their second playoff berth since 2000 and the second in three years. Bills are on the upswing Their here. first 10-win season since 99. It's their best season this this last 20 years. Yeah, yeah. but it just sucks because they're probably going to lose the Patriots in the playoffs. I'm excited to watch the They won't AFC play the Patriots. Games. They'll play the AFC South. They get the winner of the AFC South. Much well, better matchup well, than the New England. Well, I'm saying I th- I would see them win the wild card, but what I like about the NFL is that they reseed after the first weekend, so the lowest remaining seed will play the one. I I like that, and I wish the NBA did that. Yeah, but yeah, I'm I'm impressed with the Bills. They're I the, my most exposure to them was obviously on Thanksgiving, and just the way that they physically dominated Dallas in that game and then watching I'm like oh they've done this all year <laughs> so it it's it's so cliched but I mean defense wins wins yeah. championships they're similar to the Packers and where they need they, they need more weapons on offense they need more guys yeah. on the outside but they're close and Josh Allen is running the ball way too yeah. much he's he I think is probably their leading rusher at this point oh well, I would I'm, I would be pretty sure about that, too. <laughs> I think he's over six or 700 yards and it's this not, year. Yeah. It's a lot of scrambling, and it's not design runs. It's a lot of him having nowhere to go with the football. A few cool notes from this game, though. Uh, these coaches were college teammates at uh, William & Mary. McDermott was a defensive back, and Tomlin was a receiver. And it was also the first game with three brothers all suited up playing as well. Um, Who were they? One for the Bills, <laughs> two for the Steelers, a fullback. The Bills linebacker played. The Steelers fullback doesn't, and I think they also had a defensive back that's a reserve. Yeah, three brothers. The question is, do the Steelers get in? I think so. I'm actually – Can you believe they – Who's get, Who's getting in, the Titans or the Steelers? Uh, Those are the last two teams. I think the Steelers because, I mean, they play the Jets this weekend. You know, winners win and losers lose. I just see the Steelers and the, winning. And be- the Titans have the Saints. And, they, and then the Texans. Yeah. I, yeah, I, I would say the Steelers, which is, again, crazy because we all thought 
that this was going to – well, not you. Paul was right, but I thought this would be Cleveland. I think I thought Cleveland would be in this position to be the wild card. I actually thought they might win the North, I but I never would have predicted that with a third-string quarterback, the, <laughs> the Steelers still have a legitimate shot at the playoffs. Crazy. That's how bad the AFC uh, is. really is. It is crazy. Otherwise, also crazy, Saints, 34-7 over the Colts. This was like 30-0. to zero. This was a bad game for it's the Colts. It's a good thing we were at Monday Night Raw. It was 34-0. Yeah, we were at Monday Night Raw. So we didn't have to watch it. <laughs> um, and Drew Brees sets a passing yard game record, 541 yards. With a personal message from Brady. And congratulations. I can't wait to chase it. Because <laughs> <laughs> well, it, pass, it, it pass was Brady, Brady and yep. touchdown passes. Yeah. I was going to say, I think they're fighting for, with each other right they're now. They're at that point of longevity where they're kind of evened out and they keep passing each other every once in a while. Yeah. I hate how good Tom Brady is on Twitter. Yeah, he kind of just walked in and took over Twitter. So did OJ. You see, <laughs> new segment, OJ's Tweet of the Week. Did you see oh God, I would love that his, his retweet of Antonio Brown? Um, I think it was, it was, yeah, it was. Um, no more white women. Um, Ford, the Ford, the owner, that yeah. said she wouldn't want Antonio Brown or something. Yeah. And he said, no more white women 2020. <laughs> And OJ quoted it and said something we agree on. What? <laughs> I was like, dude, whoa. Two toxic people just like, becoming friends oh, on Twitter. We know what OJ thinks when, when when he's done with the white woman. Jesus, Paul. She didn't end that well. Stop it. <laughs> I just, I can't get over how, You're getting- how suave OJ is on Twitter and how sure of himself... <laughs> All right. Well, it's unbelievable. <laughs> congratulations, Drew Brees, I guess. Yeah, congratulations, <laughs> Drew Brees. <sighs> What's going up on Twitter? Jake, do we have anything new out of the XFL this um, week? The only thing I really have to uh, report, this is going to be sh- super short here. Mini camp is wrapping up before Christmas. We're going to let the players go off and... Uh, go on holiday stuff, and I think they're back after the new year. But each team reported to minicamp not much later after uniform reveal, and so each team's been kind of posting things on Twitter and Instagram of, like, uh, practices and stuff like that. I got to say, some of these XFL social media accounts, pretty funny. They're pretty good. Not as good as OJ. (laughs) Not as good as OJ, but... They the won't. I don't know if it's. I still the, think the XFL meme, of, like the marriage story meme, or was the XFL? Yeah, it makes like, me want to not watch that movie even more. <laughs> when we talked about that last week, it's still one of the funnier tweets. I want it to start now. I will not watch that. No, not no. A I don't want to. It sounds depressing. No. But uh, yeah, that's pretty much it. Teams are just going through mini camp, and uh, this is still kind of like the 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 lull period again before the season starts up. So thank you, XFL expert Jake. Hey. And on to Fraud of the Week. We're getting to that point where more and more people are starting to lose their jobs. But who are the actual people at fault for who loses their jobs? Who are the biggest frauds from the past week? Who wants to start? I can go first. Uh, The Knicks. 
<laughs> because I mean, when when are they not frauds as an organization? Um, did you see Brandon, who the Knicks hired as their new head coach today? No, I don't think it was the head coach, but they hired David Blatt. They did hire David Blatt, so it's not head coach. I don't think it's head coach. Okay. It's just a guy working just, for him. Just a guy. Yeah. Just just a They're guy. He's going to start paying him so some money to do even something. Even more fraud. You know what's successful is when you have just a guy in the second row who, you know, where's the suit? He's a part he he's in the analytics meetings, he's in the scouting meetings with a head coaching resume and an Olympic coaching resume. Breathing down your neck. We don't even know who their coach is right now. And so it's just, can you even fraud the Knicks at this point for their level of continued ineptitude? Unbelievable. And how they can't realize that, they can't realize who the actual problems are. David Fisdale, I think, is a good coach. Um, I think he's he's a player's coach. He gets people fired up. He did that really well in Memphis. But yeah, this is a Dolan problem it, again. It's not even well. I mean, it is Dolan because he's the one that needs to realize the problem. But the only consistency in the last twenty years is the GM. He's still there, making all these decisions, firing all these guys since they got making rid of, all these draft picks. Since they got rid of uh, Isaiah Thomas, realized that wasn't going to work with him in front office, and Phil Jackson doesn't work up there, you know. And it's the same. The same guy's been there since '99. Knicks. Like, figure it out. Fraud. Fraudulent as a franchise that cares about their fans. <laughs> uh, I can go next, Brandon, if you need me to. Because I got a fraud. Paul, what's the best thing when you're watching pro wrestling storyline-wise? When something like a twist, right? Like a, like a heel turn? When a, when a new wrestler is introduced to an established storyline to shake it up. Well, this new character would be me hating on the 49ers. They oh. are fraud. He'll turn frauds. Frauds for weeks. I've been defending Jimmy G, and I've been defending the 49ers, and this is what they give me? This is what I get? Losing to one of the worst teams in the league. As Paul said, in the final seconds, at home. How does that happen? And I know you could say it's the NFL, you know, week to week, but... Now, at this point in the season, you drop to the fifth seed. The Falcons The Falcons have two of the best wins in the NFL this year. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> they got in the Superdome, yeah, too. Yeah, they, 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 won, they won in San Francisco and in New Orleans this yeah. year. No one else has done that. Fraud, San Francisco. Fraud. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to stick with the uh, NFC West. It's got to be the Rams. <gasps> I mean, Good you're, fight, you're fighting for your playoff playoff lives, and you just lay an egg. We just thought Sean McVay was a genius again for a week. Yeah, they finally thought they had something figured out, and then they – what happened? How do you, They gave up 44 that's points. What that's what I'm saying. Like, who is this Dallas team then? Because like, that team is – I think so Dallas is a fraud too for this week. I think they're – again, they're hyping up them fans up down there in Dallas. That's what I'm saying. Like, Nationally. To give, them another, to give them another heartbreak. L.A. shouldn't have lost to a team that inconsistent. Like, that's crazy. Well, L.A.'s Fraud. been very inconsistent and fraudulent. Sean McVay was the first ever fraud. He was my first ever fraud. I got, so. I got a few frauds in the works. Hopefully people lose this week that I'm expecting <laughs> to lose. But that's Fraud of the Week. Oh. And on to, what's that? Just a rem- quick reminder, Friday, I know you guys will be watching. That's when the bowl season starts. So, 
check out our social media because we will have updated Bull Mania standings. Yes. I love Bull Mania. Also love making money. And it's Paul's Fab 5. We'll give you another plus one this week. I feel like it. Last week we only did five. Went one and four. Thank you, Bills, um, for covering. <laughs> Shout out to the Bills. 38 and 40 on the season, but we got a chance to get above 500 this week and really turn a profit next week before getting into the playoffs. Yeah, that's it. That's, that's the mindset. Got to move forward, dude. Gotta yeah, starting forward. first, Saturday night. Or Saturday day, I guess. Houston at Tampa Bay. Here's what I like. I like the over. It's 50. It's 50.5. But I still like it. I see these teams as scoring offenses that aren't going to be able to stop the other one. Take the over and take the Texans to cover minus three. I like those two. And then on Sunday, we have Cincinnati at Miami. Tank Bowl three or four? I'm not sure which one this is. I want to say four. Four. We'll take the Dolphins to lose Tank Bowl four by winning the game and covering minus one. Dolphins win over Cincinnati. Cincinnati doesn't care anymore. They already have that number or that number one pick locked up, don't they? By exactly. Now? Yeah, because so. yeah, Miami's stupid and keeps winning or kept winning at one point. So I see the Dolphins winning because the Dolphins have actually been competitive in a few games this year, unlike the Bengals. And then also on Sunday, Giants at Redskins. Divisional game. Possibly Eli going for over 500. Take the Giants minus two and a half. And take the over. Both of these teams scored over 30. Well, the Redskins scored 27 last week. But the Giants won and they scored over 30. Take the over here. And take the Giants to cover minus two and a half. Now the plus one Monday night. Packers plus four and a half in Minnesota. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I like that one. That's a good pick. That's a good pick. That's a fab five plus one. I'm going to get above 500 this week. That's such a low bar that you set for yourself. It's like, I just got to get to 500. Well, you know, to quote Peter LaFleur, I find that if you don't set a goal for yourself, you can't disappoint yourself. And let me tell you, it feels great. <laughs> it's from Dodgeball. You're a totally different person. <laughs> well, we're on to the primetime picks with two weeks to go. Man, the standings, we're kind of in two tiers right now. Okay. We have the listeners and Jake. Jake, you're at 35 and 40. Yeah. Yeah, get above 500. Come on. <laughs> right? Set the bar. I'm trying. Three and two last week. The Redskins, I blame them. In the positive way. And then the listeners, after a 4 and one week, go to 38 and 37, above 500. Good job, guys. Two weeks to go. You can stay above Jake and stay above 500. You say that with such meanness in your voice. It's the goal. Everybody stay gotta, above Jake. Everybody needs a goal. <laughs> you got to shoot for something. I mean, yeah. If I was better than one of the Danettes with sports, I would be tweeting to them every day asking why I don't work there. <laughs> you know, and then at the top, Brandon and I. But Brandon's had a few good weeks recently. He went four and one again this week, and is at forty-seven and twenty-eight. And I'm behind him at forty-four and thirty-one. So it is me and Brandon for first, and Jake versus the listeners for third. 
with two weeks to go, we will probably end up doing playoff games as well, though. But first, we have a triple yeah, header. We have a triple header on Saturday to pick from. Yeah, no Thursday games. That's right. We're done with Thursday night football, but football all weekend. Texans at Buccaneers first game. Jake. Keep stacking them W's. Buccaneers get their fifth straight win. Book it. I won't. <laughs> I will not because uh, I am taking the Texans to cover minus yeah, I was three. Say he's taking the over, the, <laughs> yeah, taking the Texans. So I think the Texans will win as well. I think the Texans are playing for you know they win this game they almost basically lock up that division. I would assume, especially with the. Titans happen to take on the Saints. Unfortunately for them, I think the Texans will win to seal their spot in the playoffs. Thank you, Brandon. Bucks on going to, to seven. the afternoon game, which it seems the Patriots always play in the late afternoon game if they're not in prime time. Bills at Patriots. Brandon, who you got first for this guy? This one's tough. The Bills are playing. Bills are playing really well, but I think I think the Patriots are. Patriots are going to beat them. I think the Patriots are, I mean, they're kings of the East. It's hard to dethrone them. Jake. Yeah, I went back and forth on this one. Uh, this is my last choice when I looked at the list. I agree with Brandon. I think that while Buffalo is a great story, they've been playing really well, I still think that it's really hard to beat the, the Patriots this late in the season. In just like mid December like this, really hard to beat the Patriots. It'd be another low scoring game, I think, just like week what was it, week four when it was sixteen to ten. I expect a similar similar type game. So take the under. That's a good under to take. Uh I am taking the Bills though. Yeah. Oh yeah. Well the Patriots have lost to the upper echelon of the AFC this year, and maybe that continues this week. Losing to another probable playoff team or clinched playoff team, actually. So we have a difference there on to the night game. Rams at 49ers. I am going to take the Niners here. I'm not a fan of them, but I don't believe in the up and down Rams. Because they're up and down, that's why I got to just go with it. I'm going to take the Rams. The upset. Also, that it's the up week. Also, because. Um, I just made fun of the Niners, and I'd feel like I can't make fun of them and pick them. <laughs> yeah, I think that that uh, I think the NFC West will come down to next week, so I think they'll both win this week. I think the 49ers will win for the as well showdown as for the showdown. Yeah, mm -hmm. next week. Okay, so Sunday night, Chiefs at Bears. I mean, we couldn't have flexed something into this. I instead. feel like uh, we know the uh, this. Is, this feels like a chalk pick. Am I right? Well, I'll, I'm going Chiefs as well because I assume that that's what you're saying. We're all going to be Chiefs. Come on. Yeah, the Chiefs are hot. I think Chiefs Chiefs, Chiefs keep are playing rolling. well at the right time of the year, you know. Their defense is playing a lot better as of recent yeah. weeks. So. And final game of the week, Monday night, Packers at Vikings. And Brandon, who you got here? Go ahead and say it. Man, I can't pick the Vikings. <laughs> exactly. You just can't. Yeah, go Pack, go. And that's that, my that's my official pick. Go back go as well. Really, you're not taking the Vikings. I can't. The Packers, although I can't pick against the Packers. Packers are we're, we're fighting for that one seed. We're we're very big fans of the Rams this week. So that yes. way we can get that one seed. Yes, that would be nice. Over well, 
Yeah, because then the 49ers beat Seattle next week, and they're both 12 and four, and Green Bay's 13 and three. Mm-hmm. Say hello to the one seed. Yes, and, <laughs> and if, the zero degree temperature. Yeah, and I mean, think about it, Cali boys. The yeah, and uh, besides the Seahawks, let's think about it for a second. 49ers, Saints, or Cowboys, or Vikings. One of them plays. Two of them play in a dome. Three of those are in a dome, and one of them's in San Francisco. Coming, come to Lambeau mid-January. You guys are setting your up for di- setting yourselves up for disappointment if they don't get that one seed. Oops, know. your heaters don't work. Oh no. <laughs> we'll you, see what you're happens. You're setting yourself up for disappointment. We'll Did, see. We'll see. You you'd know you'd no, know I, that well being a Jameis fan. I picked I picked the 49ers, <laughs> but I said I'm a big yes. Rams fan this week. Yeah. I picked the Niners as well, but I'm going to be cheering for the Rams. I just, you know, yeah. pick who you think is going to win, but cheer who you, for who you want to win. And that's quotable. <laughs> and make sure to quote it from the Loud Sports Podcast. Thank you guys for another episode. A little shorter while we're waiting for these bowl games, but we'll have more for you later this month. For Brandon Plecker and Jake Williams, I'm Paul Ribidoux. Make sure to follow us on Twitter at Loud Sports Pod. On Instagram at Loud Sports Pod and our Facebook page, The Loud Sports Podcast. We'll see you guys next week.